This is episode 95 of Teacher Approved. You're listening to Teacher Approved, the podcast helping educators elevate what matters and simplify the rest. I'm Heidi. And I'm Emily. We're the creators behind Second Story Window, where we give research-based and teacher-approved strategies that make teaching less stressful and more effective. You can check out the show notes and resources from each episode at secondstorywindow.net. We're so glad you're tuning in today. Let's get to the show. Hey there, thanks for joining us today. In today's episode, we're diving into student morning routines, and we have a teacher-approved tip for helping students build their independence in the morning. We start our episodes with a morning message just like we used to do at morning meeting in our classrooms. This week's morning message is, what is a favorite snack you eat to keep yourself fueled during back-to-school season? Emily, kick us off. Well, string cheese has always been a go-to for me when I was in the classroom, especially. And it's a classic for a reason. Yes. <laughs> and protein bars. My current favorite is G2G bars, and the peanut butter coconut chocolate one is my favorite. Oh, yum. How about you, Heidi? Well, at Target, I recently discovered Hillshire snacking trays, and I'm, I think I'm hooked. <laughs> <laughs> they have lots of different variations with meats and cheese and almonds and crackers and I like them because they have a good amount of protein, so I'm not looking for another snack in 20 minutes, you know, really yeah. tied you over. Getting enough protein is always the hard part. <laughs> we have some awesome responses from our community. Dale said Jimmy bars, which I had never heard of. He said those are his favorite for no lunch break days, and he recommends the Eye of the Tiger flavor, which is caramel, chocolate, and nuts. <laughs> look at what he's talking about. I was like, why is he talking about Eye of the Tiger? I know, me too. <laughs> Natalie goes for chips and guac and Bavita breakfast cookies. PJ said, I just need an iced coffee in the morning and a Mountain Dew in the afternoon. <laughs> Friends on caffeine. Lynn said, Kit Kats for those junk snacks, but normally I eat healthy fruit and beef jerky. <laughs> you need a little of both. Yeah. Leslie said, Honey Roasted Peanuts. Jennifer said, RX Bars or Trail Mix. Christy said, Bananas or Premier Protein Shake. And she likes the chocolate kind. And Deanna said, anything chocolate. <laughs> Same, Deanna. We'd love to have you join the conversation over in our Teacher Approved Facebook group or on Instagram at Second Story Window, and that is with a two. Well, we are back this week with more talk about teacher morning routines. But this week, we're talking about what our students' morning routines look like. And if you're keeping track, this makes the third morning routine that we have talked about. And that's because teachers are lucky enough to have three morning routines to manage. <laughs> Besides the student's morning routine, there's the routine that gets you up and out the door. We talked about that in episode 93, and we shared 10 tips for making that particular routine more effective. Then in last week's episode, we talked about teacher morning routines at school. We suggested creating a well-thought-out checklist for your morning tasks. So I took our own advice and I made my own morning routine checklist. Oh, good job. And I'm only seven days in, but already I feel like my mornings are so much calmer. <gasps> You're a new woman. <laughs> it feels like it. I had never written down my routine before because I was like, it's a routine. I will remember what to do. Yeah, same. <laughs> but something about having it on my pink sticky note has just really just made it so much easier to follow. And I've been trying to figure out why writing it down would make such a difference. And we're going to deep dive here into Heidi's brain. 
And I think it's because I have been treating my mornings like they're an emergency instead of like a scheduled event, if that makes any sense. So I would have a good idea of how I wanted my mornings to go, you know, in my mind. But I was always kind of weighing my routine tasks against my urgent tasks. Yeah, this has to get done today, so I can't Mm -hmm. do that thing I usually like to do. Yeah, Yeah, I want my morning to look like this, but I've got all these deadlines. And so most of the time, that urgency would win out. And I would just tell myself that once that urgent task was dealt with, I could have a calmer morning tomorrow. But hey, guess what, guys? (laughs) Every day has its own urgent tasks. So I was very rarely having the kind of morning I needed. And even if I wasn't facing a lot of deadlines, I was finding like, uh, well, it's not really routine because I can't do it. I didn't do it yesterday. I'm not going to do it tomorrow. So why even try today? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess what? Two decades of putting out fires every morning developed some strong habits. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently. <laughs> and until we started having this discussion, I had never really realized how much of My morning was being driven by the panic to deal with what felt urgent instead of focusing on what was most important and what I wanted to get out of my morning. And what's most important and what is urgent are not always the same thing. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go back and check it out. I highly recommend. Yeah. And then come to our Facebook group and tell us what tasks are on your morning routine list. Yeah, we'd love to get some new ideas. Well, once we have our teacher-to-do tasks narrowed down, it's time to turn to the student's morning routine. This is crucial because what happens before the first bell even rings has a huge impact on the outcome of your entire day. If you can start your morning strong, and if you have efficient routines for both you and your students, you build a momentum that carries you through to the end of the day. But if your mornings are a mad scramble and your students are doing whatever they want until the bell rings, you spend the rest of your day playing catch up. And that is no way to live. So we want to craft an effective plan for starting our days. To do that, we're going to start by looking at the four characteristics of productive management. And they are one, students know what is expected of them and are generally successful doing it. I appreciate that they're generally successful. (laughs) Two, there is relatively little wasted time, confusion, or disruption. Three, students are engaged in meaningful instructional activities. And four, the climate of the classroom is work-oriented, but relaxed and pleasant. If your morning routine is effective, these four characteristics are present. So let's look a little closer at what your students are doing in the morning. In our last episode, we suggested you list everything you do in the mornings from the time you arrive until it's time to start teaching. Now we're going to do the same thing for our students. Start a list of everything you need from your students in the morning. Consider things like when can they enter the room? Where do their belongings go? How is breakfast handled? Where do papers get turned in? How do they respond to the morning message? What materials do they need for the day? There is so much that happens before that first bell even rings. If you want some guiding questions that can help you think through all of this, check out our Procedures and Routines Planning Guide and Checklist. It's got all of these questions written down, plus a few extras, and has room for you to write down your responses. Once you have listed all of your students' morning responsibilities, let's turn back to those four characteristics of productive management. Look for places where those characteristics are reflected in the routine that you already have. When they arrive in the morning, do students know what's expected of them? 
Are they generally successful at doing it? Do your mornings flow with little wasted time, confusion, or disruption? Are your students engaged in meaningful instructional activities in the morning? And how is your classroom climate in the morning? Is it relaxed and pleasant, or is it frantic and unruly? If you feel like those characteristics apply to your students' morning routine, high five for you. Woohoo, high five. And <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. But if you feel like there is some room for improvement, don't sweat. We've got you covered. Let's start by asking, what would my ideal morning look like in each of these categories? What does your ideal morning look like if students know what's expected of them and are successful at doing it? You probably want your students to know where to go and what to do as soon as they arrive in your classroom. You want them making a smooth transition from home to school. You want them to be able to manage their belongings and get engaged in the day in a positive way instead of goofing around. If there is a minimal wasted time or confusion in your ideal morning, what does that look like? Do students know exactly where to go, when to be there, and how to get there? Do they have jobs they're responsible for in the morning? Do students know when and how to get the materials they need to start the day? What is your ideal instructional task for starting the day? You need to know what your students are capable of doing independently while you finish up the tasks on your morning to-do list. How can you use that time in meaningful ways without creating more work for yourself? And our last characteristic is about classroom climate. On an ideal morning, what is contributing to a positive feeling in your classroom? Maybe you have music playing. Are you welcoming students? Do your students have time to connect with you and with each other? After answering those questions, you probably have a pretty good idea of what needs to occur in your classroom each morning. So how do we put that into practice? Hey there, teacher friend. Do you have a question or concern that could use a teacher-proof solution? We'd love to help you out by answering your question here on the podcast. You can submit your questions to hello at secondstorywindow.net and put podcast question in your subject line. Can't wait to hear what's on your mind. The first thing we want to do is to put the steps into an efficient order for our students to follow. There's a lot to consider, so this sequence might take some tweaking. Should students hang up backpacks before making their lunch choices? Do they turn in homework and lunch money at the same place? Do they get a chair or a pencil first? At what point do they fill their water bottles? What should they do if they arrive before the bell rings? What do they do if they're late? (laughs) There are a lot of moving pieces here. And the order of your routine depends on your goals the layout of your room, and your class's individual needs. Free yourself from the idea that there is a right or wrong answer here. Just do your best to streamline the steps as much as possible. But don't worry, you are not married to this plan. If down the road you realize you forgot an important step or you need to rearrange steps, it's okay. It's obviously easier to teach a certain order right from the start, but don't be afraid to course correct if your routine isn't working quite right. Once you have a sequence laid out, it's time to teach it to the kids. Basically, your morning routine is one long procedure with many, many steps. So that likely means you'll want to break it into smaller procedures when you teach it. Yeah, you might want to have a procedure for entering the room where you teach your students everything that needs to happen from the time they arrive at school until they hang up their backpack. Or maybe unpacking a backpack needs to be a separate procedure. 
Ideally, a procedure doesn't have more than three or four steps. If you have a procedure with six or seven steps, you might want to see if it's possible to break it into two smaller procedures. Students are more likely to be successful if you teach two separate procedures that each have four steps than one long procedure that has eight steps to remember. So you could end up with a morning routine that has an entering the room procedure, an unpacking your backpack procedure, a filling your water bottle procedure, (laughs) a getting the materials you need procedure, a what to do if you're here before the bell procedure, and a what to do when you hear the bell procedure. (laughs) (laughs) I think sometimes we take for granted the sheer number of things that have to get done in the morning. But when you take the time to really look at that list, it's easier to see why your morning routine matters and why it's important to be very intentional about how you approach it. That's why you really want to take your time here to make sure that you're teaching each of the separate morning procedures in a way that helps students master the steps. When it comes to teaching procedures, we always recommend the tell, try, tally, talk method. Those four steps work together to provide an interactive way for students to practice procedures, get feedback, correct mistakes, and make a plan for moving forward in positive ways. In episode 75, we break down the tell, try, tally, talk method, and we also have a resource of procedures and routine slides that you can edit with your own steps to teach any routine using this method. With so much to keep track of, it will take days, maybe even weeks, to get everything running smoothly in the morning. But tackle one procedure at a time until your students are able to complete the process independently and accurately. But no matter how much time and training you put into your morning procedures, there will be mornings that don't start on the right note. Maybe a parent shows up at 8.45 a.m. for an IEP scheduled at 4 p.m. and you are hauled into that meeting at the last minute. I have had that happen. Or maybe you just found out the reports you thought were due next week are due by noon today, and now you really need your kids working independently so you can frantically gather your data. Or maybe one of your students saved a bird, brought it to school, and it's now flying around your classroom. True story. Another true story. (laughs) (laughs) When your routine goes out the window is actually when your routines matter most. That's because predictable routines are what allow you to get back on track and recover from even the most unlucky, bird-infested beginning. (laughs) Routine is a powerful tool in the classroom. Use it to your advantage. Let the peaceful start of the morning carry you into a smoothly running afternoon. By identifying your goals, making intentional decisions, and clearly teaching your expectations, you set yourself and your students up for a successful day every day. We'd love to hear your thoughts about your students' morning routine. Come join the conversation in our teacher-approved Facebook group. Now let's talk about this week's teacher-approved tip. Each week we leave you with a small, actionable tip that you can apply in your classroom today. This week's teacher-approved tip is post your morning expectations every single day. If you have intentionally thought through all the steps in your morning routine and have taken the time to teach it to your students, The only thing left is to be consistent. That means that you have the same expectations every single morning and that you post those expectations in the same place every single morning. Even if it's the 126th day of school, 
you still follow through with your part of the morning routine as a signal that you expect your students to follow through with their part of the routine. Maybe the last day of school you can skip it, but otherwise it's an important component in keeping your mornings on track. And you may even want to do it on the last day of school because you still have to keep those little nuggets contained for a few more hours (laughs) and maintaining the schedule can help tame the chaos. Yeah, sticking with a consistent morning routine is a great way to keep kids from spiraling out of control, even if the school day isn't going to end up being very routine in itself. So it's worthwhile to set up a system that allows you to easily post your morning expectation. Slides are super easy to set up and change every day. Way back in the Stone Age, I wrote my morning routine on sentence strips, added some really like roughly drawn icons for my non-readers, and then I just stuck magnets on the back. So all I had to do was just slap those <laughs> sentence strips up on the board each morning. Yep, I did the same thing. <laughs> it's pretty inelegant, but it worked. Hey, it got the job done. You could even just print off a list and post it where the kids can easily reference it. Then once you have it posted, make sure that you direct students to it. This is the key. So if someone is getting a pencil before they unpack their backpack, prompt them to stop and check the list. Hey, why don't you check the list and see if you're doing that in the right order, right? Or if a student asks what page they need to turn to in their book, point to the list. We want our students to get in the habit of referencing the steps instead of their teacher holding their hand to be able to move through the morning successfully. It's always nice to have one less thing to worry about as a teacher. To wrap up the show, we are sharing what we're giving extra credit to this week. Emily, what gets your extra credit? So I'm giving extra credit to the book Defy the Night by Bridget Kemmerer, which was recommended to me by you, Heidi. It's a good one. It's the first book in a YA romantic fantasy series about Tessa. She's a young apothecary in the kingdom of Kandala and Prince Korig, the hated younger brother of the prince who has made enemies in his role as the king's justice. Honestly, I don't even know what to say about this book because it's just such an amazing story. (laughs) But I have to say, I am not a big fantasy reader in general. I did love her previous series, A Curse So Dark and Lonely which is an interesting reimagining of Beauty and the Beast. So I knew it was worth giving this one a try, and I got sucked right into it. I'm very happy the second book is already out because I just finished the first, but sadly the third book won't be out until January, so that's a bummer. (laughs) When I was hoping you were going to say the third book's out now because I've been dying (sighs) to wait for it. I looked it up right before we recorded. (laughs) It's January. January. (laughs) What are you giving extra credit to? (laughs) Well, I am giving extra credit to the song Damage Gets Done by Hosier and Brandy Carlisle. Oh, I love them. I can see on Spotify that this song has just over like 6 million plays. And honestly, probably about half of them are all for me. (laughs) It's such a good song. On the one hand, it sounds like such a classic. It seems like this song must have always existed. And then on the other hand, it sounds like something totally new and fresh. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised that this wasn't the first single off of Hozier's new album because it's such a good song. Plus, Brandi Carlile makes everything better. They sound so good together. I love her. That's it for today's episode. Streamline your students' morning routines and don't forget our teacher-approved tip to post your morning routine steps on the board every single day. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Teacher Approved. I'm Heidi. And I'm Emily. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow or subscribe in your podcast apps so that you never miss an episode. 
You can connect with us and other teachers in the Teacher Approved Facebook group. We'll see you here next week. Bye for now. Bye.